Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Morton. And I'm Carla Morton, and we're glad you've joined us today. We want to talk today a little bit about sort of the why of marriage. A lot of the times, and we're going to do this also if you stay with us on this journey, we're going to talk a lot about the how-to. But one of the things that we believe is sort of fundamentally true about marriage for believers is that we've got to really understand the why. Because if we get the why, why, we can learn the how. <laughs> yeah, why, why do we need to know the why? Because the why is what drives everything else. It is truly like the foundation of your house. And when you get that, then the rest of the pieces are going to come into place. And we can learn a lot of those other skills, if you want to call them skills, about how to do marriage well, how to learn from one another, learn about one another. And we've, we've, we laughed and said in a couple of our first podcasts that we have had lots of lived experiences. So we've got lots of things to share, and we're going to talk about a boatload of topics, but we really wanted to take today to sort of talk to you about what we believe is key, and that's the why. Okay, before we get to talking more about the why, how does knowing the why help you, I guess, stick to it when you're going through hard things and hard places? I mean, marriage has a lot of hard, hard times. And we've gone through a lot of those, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have. If not, they will probably sometime in the future. How does understanding the why sort of give you the uh, the stamina to stick through it? Well, I think as believers, when we understand what God's purpose is in marriage, and that absolutely God desires that we are delighted in our marriage, that we enjoy it, it is fulfilling, it is passionate, it is everything you can think of in a good way. But God also is going to probably use your marriage to mold and make you into the image of Jesus like nothing else in this life is going to do. So if we get that, and I realize that God is going to use you, Johnny, in my life to mold and make me because there is no one that will ever be as close to me, that will see every part of me, that I will see every part of them. And so, man, the opportunity for the rub, if you want to call it, and the friction. Yeah, sort of that iron sharpens iron. And so God is... Scripture tells us. And so God's... We just... We know, and and Johnny has has got a great um, sort of... I don't want you want to call it a, a key principle that we go by, and that's what you've written about what we believe God designed marriage to be. Yeah, I guess you would say this is our uh, our definition for marriage. What is this relationship? We know that in today's world, and especially in our culture here in the United States, marriage looks a lot of different ways. But I believe it goes all the way back to the beginning when God created men and women, that he created them for that relationship of marriage. And, and so I think it makes sense to see what is it that God's doing? We talk about marriage, and as we continue on this journey, when we're talking about biblical marriage, this is what we're talking about. So let me go ahead and read this definition. Um, it should be in the show notes. We're going to try to put that in the description because it is kind of long, but we're going to break it down as we go along. So here goes. 
marriage is the relationship designed by God, patterned after the relationship of the Trinity, whereby God joins together an individual man and woman into one flesh, fulfilling our longing for companionship, intimacy, and vulnerability. It's designed to raise godly generations, to create a partnership which God uses to mold us into the image of Christ, teaching us to love our spouse and others with a selfless love in order that we may display to the world the glorious truth of the gospel, that God loves us in our brokenness, Jesus died to redeem us, and God desires an intimate relationship with us. Now, I know that's a whole lot of stuff. Yes, it is. But what we want to do is just go through that a little bit and and break it down and understanding the why of marriage. Let's sort of start at the very first part of it. Uh, Hey, we believe marriage is from God. And because God is relational, when God created us in his image, he created us to be relational. There is that need we have for companionship. I think it was John Donne who said, it's not good for man to be alone. I said, no man's an island. Let's confuse all our things. I was going to say, good. yeah, I'm looking at you like, what? Yeah, I think God said it's not good for man to be alone. God said John that. Donne said, no man is an island. Same principle. You gotcha. can't live by yourself. We were created for relationship. And the most incredible intimate relationship we'll ever have after our relationship with God is with our spouse. And that's what's so part of the you just awesome uniqueness of it is to think that God had created everything. He had given Adam dominion and given him a responsibility, a role, a job. But then he said, it's not good that he's alone. And then he made this incredible counterpart, Eve. And she was so like him, but oh, so very different. And so, but he brings Eve to Adam. And I love it when he says, now this is what I'm talking about. You know, like I've been waiting on this. Yeah, flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. As we continue to break down, one, so we're patterned after God's relationship among the Trinity. So God's designed us for relationship. I do believe he designed it for a man and a woman, one man, one woman. That's God's design in scripture. And we'll probably look and talk about some other things later on, but not right now. Um, It's to meet those most intimate needs we have for companionship, someone to be intimate, someone to share life with, that idea that we have somebody that we can open up and trust and share those most important things in life. Because let's face it, hey, life is a journey better spent together with somebody. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for Carla to fill in there, and she doesn't. Hey, the second, another part of it, we talked about raising godly generations, having children. That's something we'll cover later in the future. But really what we want to focus on are really the two aspects. And Carla, you already talked about one of them, that idea of as God molds us into that image of Christ, that process of sanctification, that God uses your spouse in a way that he's not going to use a lot of other things to really transform our character to be like that of Jesus. And part of the why then is if we get this, we realize that there may be hard things and places and times in that. But if I see that God's got a big picture in mind and he's moving me toward that, 
then it really helps me not throw in the towel when it's really a hard place in our marriage. And that, that I think, gives you the long view as a believer to say this is more than about the momentary happiness or satisfaction I feel or don't feel. Yeah, I agree. And there's going to be times as God uses our spouses with us that we're not going to like it, that it is that sandpaper smoothing off those rough spots. I can remember one time when we had gone to uh, we'd gone to see a counselor and we were talking and you were pretty sure that he was going to say, okay, Johnny, you're the problem. Let's fix you. And what did he say? Carla? Well, let me just say before uh, I say that, I was absolutely, and Johnny and I went numerous times to counselors because we struggled in a lot of areas. And I was absolutely certain the counselor just needed to tell you to get it together. And there were things that I needed to get together, and he shared that, and we'll talk about that later. But what was sort of his bottom line message, at least that day? That day was that the one where he said, "Well, well I think he said basically, Carla, Johnny's not the problem; you are." Well, I don't think he really said it exactly well, I like think that's that. Pretty okay, close. but it was interesting because one of the hard places for me is that. One of the sort of the, if you would, miss um, lies that I believed was that you were supposed to be a certain way and meet my needs and do things a certain way and make me be satisfied. And one of the truths that I had to learn that God used our marriage to teach me is that God ultimately has to be the one that meets the deepest needs of our heart. Yeah, it's often said that... Um... I love Gary Thomas, as he put it in, in Sacred Marriage, the idea that marriage is not so much about you being happy, although that's important, but it's really about making us holy. And that's where that sanctification process comes in, God making us holy within our marriage and using our partners to do that. Yes, and for me, the the journey was was hard because I kept wanting to change you and fix you and make you do a certain way. And God had to show me over time that ultimately he would meet my deepest needs and that if I would allow him to do that and quit trying to mold or change you, then what I could start to do is embrace who you were and and come to you from an overflow instead of trying to pull everything out of you that I needed. Yeah, I, I think that for for both partners, it is, you know, we always talk about that that key is if you're a believer, man, you've got to put your relationship with Christ first because he's the one that fills you and satisfies you. And that's what allows you to love your partner like they need to be loved. And what is so cool and what is part of our journey is that we realize that, gosh, it took us a long time. It took me a long time to really get here. But one of the things that I am so grateful for is that as God began to show me that, it freed me to begin to learn to love Johnny for Johnny. And in that then, such delight, such wonder at learning to appreciate our differences and our uniqueness and the fact that he didn't need to be like me, that together we were 
awesome couple, right? And so I have strengths and weaknesses and his are opposite of mine. And so it's, that's the way God intended it. And so that's a great, hopefully it's a great encouragement to you. Maybe you're listening and you're thinking, I'm not there. I'm struggling. And gosh, we spent a lot of years doing that. And I'm so grateful that we are at a place that it is really, um, I, I could not be any more delighted to be married and enjoy the fruit of our relationship and some of the things God's taught us. You know, part of that, I was, I was thinking the idea that we talked about that, you know, as you really found your fulfillment in God, it gave you the freedom to love me as I was. And one of our, you know, one of the things we hit hard with couples when we do retreat seminars and we're doing coaching is that, hey, you've got to be intentional about it. And, you know, romance is great and, and really liking your partner is important. But when you look at scripture and it talks about, you know, husbands, love your wives. When it says love one another, when it says, hey, love God, all your heart, soul and mind that the word that was used is the Greek word agape, which is not an emotion. It's not a feeling. It's what I choose to do. It's how I choose to treat you as my wife. Well, and I think what is so neat, and it kind of goes back to our point, is that it is so fundamentally um, a base for what you think and believe about marriage because that will drive your emotions, your feelings, your affection. So if you're thinking incorrectly, meaning if you're approaching your marriage from the perspective of, I'm going to be satisfied if my mate does this, 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 or doesn't do these things, and otherwise it's not working for me. If that is the way you approach it, I can promise you it's not going to work yeah, well. Yeah, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to be frustrated because yeah. God, for believers, did not intend us that to be what, what the way we relate to one another. It is from a position, like you said, of being full in Christ, and then He overflows, and we learn to love one another and do life together on this journey. Yeah, ultimately, we find our we find our meaning and purpose as both individuals, as husbands or wives. Really, it can't be found in your spouse. It can only be found in God because he's the only one that's going to satisfy you there. And, and so, you know, you were talking about some of the myths that you believed. And, you know, we're going to, we got some future podcasts planned that we're going to be talking and going through some of those other myths. But you talked about the one how, you know, I was going to be the one to satisfy you and all of that. And my myth, I think, was, hey, I'm in the ministry. We both love Jesus. We're going to get married. It's just going to be happily ever after. Everything's going to be great. And I figured, hey, dating was easy, so marriage ought to be too. And that was dashed real quick. And, and if I'd really thought about it, that this is one of the primary ways that God uses to sanctify us, to really mold us and you know, transform our character, I'd have known that it's not always going to be an easy thing. Well, and I think for if you're starting out, if you're listening and you're early on in your journey, then I think getting again this truth that says God's going to use this. God's going to work in us because God's going to show you're going to Johnny's like a mirror to me and I'm like a mirror to Johnny. The problem is I don't sometimes like what that mirror shows me, 
but God wants to use it to change me and work on me. Now, I can choose to go get a new mirror, but guess what? The same stuff's going to show up. So if I understand that concept and I get that truth, man, it is a freedom then that says now my heart and my mind and emotions can line up with that. But buddy, if you're thinking wrongly about marriage and what it's supposed, you think it's supposed to be, that's a setup for failure and you are going to be disappointed. Yeah, and I think that if, hey, if you understand the end where God's taking us, it's to mold us into that image of Christ. And that as we go towards that, it's going to draw us more and more intimate towards each other as we share that journey together. I, I think it's like, and you know, I'm big in sports and athletics and, you know, hear stories all the time, especially about teams that are championship teams, that it doesn't come easy. Man, they have they've busted it and done those early morning workouts, and they basically run themselves into the ground to get to that point. But they understand it, that, hey, even though it's hard, it's worth it because of the end. And I think if you understand what God's doing in marriage with each other and transforming us, it does help us to see, hey, this is going to be worth it in the end. Oh, yeah. And so I would say to you, if you're listening and you think, man, we're, we're struggling or I, I'm frustrated, I would say, ask God to show you the truth about what he's doing and his plan, because I'm telling you, hanging in there and letting God do his work, it is sweet, sweet as we begin to experience some of the fruit of that. It is so awesome. Okay, the next few minutes, that's, that's we talked about one of those big whys. It's that process of molding us into the image of Christ. Let's focus on that other big why, and that is how God designed marriage to be a shadow and a reflection of his relationship to his people. That one of the highest purposes of marriage is that we would reflect God. And that is people look at our marriages and they see us, man, loving unconditionally, is they see us being faithful yeah. is they see us sticking to it and not abandoning them and not giving up. All of those things that God says he does with us, where he says, I will never leave you or forsake you, where he says, hey, I loved you, and we respond to that love, that as we see that incredible care that God has for his people, Jesus for his church, that our marriage should reflect that. And it ought to point people to that relationship with God. I mean, that is so true. And y'all, when you think about what a, that is part of what makes marriage for believers, to believers, a high and holy calling. It is more than just a partner, quote, quote. It is more than just a way to have kids. It is more than just the momentary thing pieces that we think of as a couple and a family. God has this incredible, really mysterious way that he is working through this thing he calls marriage. And it's to reflect, like you said, it's incredible to think that he gives us the possibility that somebody would look at our marriage. And y'all, the truth is there's always somebody looking at your marriage. Always. 
I mean, your kids, your people in your close circle, even people you may not be aware of. And man, if your marriage looks different than what the rest of the world looks, that is incredibly powerful. Yeah, that's going to stand out in Paul and Ephesians, that, you know, that powerful chapter in talking about marriage and, and really also talking about Christ and his relationship with the church. You know, Paul talks about, hey, this is the mystery that's revealed that we knew marriage and that God was all about marriage, but it wasn't until Jesus came and died for the church that he might redeem us so that we could be his eternal companion someday to rule the new heaven and earth with him, that Paul says, now we understand what marriage is to reflect. And that's why he says, husbands, love your wives. How? As Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. I know that is really cool. He didn't go, Paul could have gone back and said, now look, let's try to do it like Adam and Eve, but let's try to not mess up again. He doesn't. He It's raised to a whole different level. He says, no, God from the foundation of the world planned that you would reflect the love of Christ to his church and that relationship. So it is, it's part again, that incredible mystery of what all God has intended for the marriage to be. Yeah, if you're looking for a really good resource on this, Mike Mason wrote a book called The Mystery of Marriage. That's just, you know, that along with um, Sacred Marriage by Gary Thomas, just really two powerful books that look at, hey, God's purpose for marriage is probably maybe much different than we think it is. And that, it, as you said, it is a high calling and a high privilege and that God can use us not only to mold each other into that image of Christ, being that iron that sharpens iron, the sandpaper that smooths off so many rough spots, but that, man, we can be this testimony to the world of God's love for his people as they watch us love each other. And that, again, we wanted to sort of have a chance to lay down what we believe are the foundational to say why why what's the purpose of marriage and then we're going to talk more and more about the how but i would just i would urge you to say and ask god do i am i believing the truth do i understand the truth about my marriage and man it really helps us get the long view when we get that seal down in our mind yeah absolutely and so just to sort of sum up, you know, we're going to talk later on about different tools and how to do marriage in a way that I think is healthy and, and, and satisfying and fun and exciting and all of that. But it really, really starts with understanding, I think, those two basic purposes. Yes, it's to meet our needs that we have, but it's really about, one, using marriage to mold us into that image of Christ is God uses each other to help transform our character to be like that of Jesus as we submit to God and to his authority. And the second thing is that I don't know that we ever really thought about until maybe the last 10 years is that idea of how is our marriage reflecting God? And is it reflecting truth about God's love for his people? I know one of the most encouraging things after we went through losing Zach was we knew we were on public display hmm. and and we were very aware of that. And that's one of the reasons we said, hey, we're not going to quit this. We're going to stick it through to the end because we knew that it would be a misdirection of what God designed marriage to be all about. And didn't mean it was easy. It was, it was not easy at all. There were certainly droughts, a lot of droughts. 
But again, the ability to get that sort of long perspective is what's really helped. Yeah, it, it really was. It was like that was the goal at the end, knowing what God wanted to do with us. Man, it gave us the ability to stick through those really, really hard and difficult times. So we are so grateful we have, as we said, 38 and a half years, mm-hmm. going on 39. And uh, man, I hope that wherever you are, good place, hard place, starting out, man, that you're encouraged by this. Man, as you see, man, the high purpose that God has for this incredible relationship that he calls marriage. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, we just say thanks. Thanks for spending your time for us. And uh, we're out of here.